Guys, another podcast episode for you today. Um, a great episode today. Really enjoyed the chat with Ali. Ali is um, that British yogi on Instagram, uh, which I'll tag in this uh, in this episode. An old friend of mine from Abu Dhabi um, was not a yoga instructor when I met him. He was playing some football. He looked after himself a little bit, but mainly he's gotten into yoga in the last five years and his story's great um i think you'll really hear it come across in how he talks that it's really changed his life and um yes got some good insight into how he got into yoga and how he became a yoga instructor and it's a great chat so have a listen let me know what you think share the episode and all that other stuff that every podcaster ever says at the uh, in the intro and the outro but it really does help so and let me know what you think of the episode guys so thank you very much uh, thanks for listening and here is ali i've done that i should introduce you as um an old friend of mine ali that moved out to um california from abu dhabi five years ago how you doing, mate? I'm all right, mate. How are you? Yeah, good. We've had a little chat, and uh, so we kind of have not reminisced, but uh, caught up briefly. And I've been uh, told a lot about Ali's story into yoga that I've not, uh, that I had no idea about. I knew he was practicing yoga, but he definitely wasn't a yogi, as I remember him back in Abu Dhabi. He wasn't practicing back here, was he? Uh, back then, five years ago. I mean, I well, because I was coming and going quite a lot you when was, we first yeah. met. No. But I started probably around 2009, 10. Okay. Yeah, so that wasn't when we first met, but uh, as uh, the last time I saw you was probably about six years ago. Yeah, so I'd already started practicing then, but um, I, didn't, I had no intention of teaching or anything like that. I was still yeah. a film and TV producer. That's what I did. Yeah. And has that taken a total backseat now? It's not on your radar at all? You're fully, fully yogi? Uh, I still do it every now and then. Um, I suppose in some ways I'm lucky that a lot of yoga people out here need online content and their videos are shit. So occasionally <laughs> they need a hand with making them look good. Sweet. Yeah. So it's freelance so stuff like that a you can just dip of, in and out of. Yeah. Just a little side business doing like... Ali's in California. Production. Did I point that out? I don't know if I said that a second ago, you but did, Ali's in uh, the OC, which is really cool. Country. Is it, um, is it as crazy yoga as I like I'd imagine it to be a yoga heavy kind of place is am I right in thinking that I mean there's a studio every like three miles it's, it's ridiculous <laughs> is that right? it's and ridiculous. is there the, the demand for it yeah yeah uh they're all I mean they're all staying open well pre pre-pandemic pre-lockdown um, yeah they're all managing to kind of stay alive so there's enough yeah. people and yeah. who do you mainly sort of see I mean I I'd imagine yoga's pretty similar across the board. I got into it across uh, six months ago when I found myself clock watching in the gym. I've been a gym bunny, tra- trainee, trainer, loving weightlifting, a strong advocate of tr- weightlifting, still am. Um, but about September last year, um, I'd gone through, I'd been off of training, to, well, off of uh, my, away from my regular gym for two months because I'd been back home and traveling. Um, 
And previous to that, I realized I'd probably been spent four months clock watching in the gym, counting my sets down. When have I done, when have I, when have I done 45 minutes? When have I, when can I get out of here? And then I, and I was like, that's not me. That's, that's not what's, what's wrong here. I usually love this shit. So, um, I, I, I literally left, walked out of the gym after one set and Googled yoga studios and drove 10 minutes to a yoga studio, um, just out on the outskirts of Abu Dhabi city, uh, called yoga one, who the owner of Mina, she's uh, on a, pre- a previous podcast guest, um, and got into it. And I literally did a week's pass. I think I did six classes in seven days. And, um, then I don't think I did less than four classes for the following form, like up till Christmas and had it not be for lockdown. And I'm still doing a bit. I'm finding it hard to do online stuff. I find, I think because of my training knowledge, um, and I, I struggle to be anyone that's ever trained with me. I struggle to be instructed unless it isn't, there's the option of not doing my own thing. So when I'm doing my own thing in the gym, I'll start in a, you know, I'll start with, uh, doing some chaturangas and I'll be like, Oh, I should just probably put a couple more push-ups in. And then before I know it, I'm, you know, doing, um, <laughs> my own kind of thing, which is, it's not a million miles away from a yoga practice, but it's probably, I've turned it into a bit of broga, which I started, uh, um, <laughs> a bit of a uh, weightlifting and yoga at the same time. But what I was getting onto was that yoga studio was, I'd say I'm generally the only guy in the class. I, I'm lucky enough that I can practice at, go to the 10 a.m., 11 a.m. classes when um, the rest of Abu Dhabi is at work usually. Um, so I'm the only guy. There's probably 15 people in there. Is that the case in California? Uh, it's pretty varied here. And like, I mean, in LA, it's, it's going to be a lot more varied. You know, the few times I've been to classes there, but down here. So I have been with, with the group classes that I teach. Um, I'm at four different places and it's, it's a pretty different crowd wherever I go. Like there's a climbing gym that I teach at and we pretty often get 50, 50 guys and girls there. That's cool. Um, Yoga really does suit climbing, doesn't it? Yeah. Uh, they are like perfect companions. Yeah. I mean, you know, I've heard uh, yoga, de- I've heard climbing described as yoga on a wall <laughs> before. Well, um, you've got to kind of, it's like that focus, maintaining your breath, not freaking out, staying yeah. calm. It's, there's a lot, there's a lot you do in yoga that will really help with your climbing and vice yes. versa. Yeah, exactly. It's, um, and that's cool. Actually, we've had a big climbing gym open up here. Hopefully, um, I can get there when this pandemic's over, but I'd imagine there'll be some crossover between our yoga instructors and the climbing instructors that are, that are up there as well. Um, so you are getting some guys that's good. And I can't speak for the, well, I can, I suppose, cause I go to weekend classes, but I can't speak for the evening classes. I, the most I've ever been is three guys and if, and there's always 15 people in a class. So, you know, it's a, a small percentage of the people that are practicing. And I think, um, there's quite, especially with, a, there's a, there's talk around a, a mental health in general at the moment, but with men specifically, I listen to a couple of podcasts, which are, which are specifically about men's mental health, um, which is a big topic at the moment. And I advocate it for all guys. I think there needs to be the stigma that it's, um, a, I don't want to use any non PC words. I I, I don't, you know, I I think there's a stigma that needs to be taken away from it, that it's an easy workout, that it's not going to get you stronger. (laughs) I prefer my body. I prefer my body now as a, 
at, when I'm doing four yoga sessions a week to when I was tr- tr- pumping iron in the gym five sessions a week, you know, much prefer it. I feel more athletic, which I think is a word that doesn't get linked to yoga enough and it should do. Um, and I think it attempt guys across quite a lot. And I actually went initially that day that I traveled from the gym to the yoga studio was for two reasons. When I got there, I realized it'd be good for my back. I was um, having a few little back issues. And secondly, I realized that I had a year of, um, you know, issues. I'd, I'd been all over the place. I'd got, been from a long-term relationship into a short-term relationship. I've since learned that mates wanted to ask me whether that was the right thing to be doing. Um, I went on a bit of a crazy Croatia trip that, uh, I mean, it was fun, don't get me wrong, but would I do it in the mindset I'm in now, having not just, you know, having cleared my head from being in that long-term relationship and now being uh, clearer of my, more clear of mind, should I say? Probably wouldn't book it for this summer, if I'm honest, if it was an option. Um, so, yeah, I want guys to get themselves to, to yoga. And, yeah, guys aren't generally my clientele. I train a 50, maybe a 40, 60 split, 60 women. Um, but think it's big big for, for mental health. Was well, it anything yeah, I mean, on, was it on your radar or when you started yoga or was you just in it for, for the, the funnily enough, not at all, man. I started out of curiosity. I, I thought, I thought it was totally just a physical practice that kind of got your alignment right. You know? Yeah. I guess I thought what I thought would happen if I went to yoga is what, what would happen if I went to a chiropractor. Right. But, um, so I got, I got in the shape of my life. I lost about 20 kilos. I was, wow. I used to play a lot of five-a-side footy back then. And I was like, just running up and down the pitch, like wouldn't stop. I got so much fitter. My stamina was better. I was like, I, I didn't, I was like, shit, this is amazing. But yeah. what was crazy was it was like stress and anxiety just started disappearing from my life. Me and too. I didn't even know that I was working on them. You know, I didn't even know that was a thing back then. Like yeah. I'm, I've ne- I was never a good flyer. And I remember I, was, I, I hate it basically, you know, when you land and then they're like, oh, our gate's not ready yet. So we're just going to sit on the tarmac for about six or seven hours. I would get so like antsy and like, yeah. Just, yeah. Ugh. And I was flying back to London from Morocco. This was like oh, 2013, I think. And they, that happened. And I was like ready. I was bracing myself to like freak out about it. And I'm, I just, my brain and my body refused. I was just chilling. Yeah. yeah. I, got, and I, I totally put that down to the yoga. Yeah. I get, I, you know, I've, I've had phases of, um, you've dealt with some of the, uh, you know, the, the administrative issues out here before with, um, <laughs> that we get in Abu Dhabi and I used to get pissy in queues. I'd get angry at people whose fault it just wasn't, you know, and I, and I'd be huffing and puffing and like trying to get, and then, and it, it disappeared. It did disappear. And actually thinking about it, maybe a bit of the lockdown uh, as to blame, but it might be creeping back in, but also I've not been doing any yoga. I've not been practicing. I'll tell you about what I've been doing meditation wise in a second, but yeah, that's, uh, that's interesting that uh, you went for a physical practice and it ended up being um, as beneficial for your state of mind, would you say? Oh, 100%, mate. Like I'd... Was mental health even on your radar at that point? It was. I mean, I, I started getting panic attacks when I was about 15. Really? Um, and dealt with panic attacks, anxiety, agoraphobia. It got pretty bad at some point. Was you given um, any, was you, what was you given back then? What was you told to do to sort of manage those things? Well, the thing is on the NHS, they stick you in something called CBT, 
Okay, yeah. Um, which, which is great, but I don't think it was right for me at the time. So I was like bouncing between different things and, but mostly just, you know, doing that bloke thing of pretending it wasn't happening yep. and hoping it would just go away one day. Yep. Um, but it like the yoga really helped. And then after I started practicing, I actually started looking into it more, reading up on it more and seeing like a proper analyst was a godsend for me. Like it really kind of helped me to untangle all the bollocks in my brain, you know? Yeah. Um, but yeah, it, it, mental health was on my radar, but I had no clue yoga was going to help. But now, like, you know, as, as we talked about earlier, I don't remember if it was at the start or if we were recording them, but <laughs> my accidental journey into teaching. No, we wasn't, wasn't recording. Plan. We wasn't right. recording. Tell us. All right. So it was a total accident. I, uh, I bartered some video work for a teacher training. Well, it was offered to me by friends of mine out here who run a yoga studio. Um, they were like, we need some editing done. Can you, uh, can you do it for a teacher training? I was like, yeah, sure. Cause I had six months to kill when I first moved out here before I could work or travel. Yeah. And I was just trying to deepen my understanding of the practice. I had no intention of teaching. I was, you know, going to go schmooze in Hollywood and try and get some work <laughs> on films. Um, next thing I knew I was teaching full time and, committed three years to training to be a yoga therapist so that's been and, so your initial course just um because we know that there's um a, you know a, a, a hundred different types of yoga and ways to teach yoga what was your initial course is that enlighten me is there a different is there a basic yoga course and then you pick your specific spe specialization or um, um so this, the standard is a two anything that's a yoga alliance um accredited 200 hour teacher training that's the one that's i see on everyone's instagram profile right ryt 200 oh, yeah yes. exactly yeah and then a step up from that is an ryt 500 right so that's like your more advanced teacher but then yoga therapy is like a separate sort of path well not separate you still probably do those two first but it's just another 500 hours of training that's yeah. much more specific to working with people one-on-one. -on -one. So now my, I've done a lot of anatomy, physiology, uh, psychology, you know, we're, we're, cool. we're trained to kind of deal with people with specific stuff, one-on-one -on -one creating practices just for them, as opposed to kind of that generic group, you know, one size fits all thing, which is yeah. still fucking great. Don't get me yeah. wrong. Like, I, I, it sounds similar to, um, becoming a fitness instructor that can work in a gym and teach 20 people, you know, uh, step aerobics. And mm -hmm. then, and, and I don't want to put one above the other really, because if, you know, if you're doing your job, if you're introducing people to health and fitness generally, you're, in my opinion, you're doing a, you're doing a, it's a valid service, right? Yeah. But then totally. becoming a personal trainer on top of that, there's a, a bit more nuance to, what you would do with someone one-on-one -on -one. well a lot more nuanced to what you would do with someone one-on-one -on -one in compared to doing stuff with people if you've got 15 people in front of you which is what i do i'm a personal trainer but i actually much prefer having a bit of a party in front of me of mm -hmm. um 15 people um really enjoying the the, the, the you know the, the bigger that you know because i think there's a lot comes with um getting people together. I think it's more, I get, get people coming to four or five sessions a week instead of 
two, maybe three if it was personal training. So, but yeah, that's uh, sounds a similar sort of uh, step to the side uh, that we do in the fitness industry that you've taken there going into yoga therapy. And, and that's been a recent thing that you've qualified in. Uh, yeah. Just wrapping up now. I'm like literally finishing up my clinical hours as we speak. Cool. Um, it was an interesting three years. Like it's, I've, I've already done like a bachelor's and a master's and had a career. So committing yeah. three years to studying something at this point in my life was a bit weird, but yeah, it's, it, it just feels right. You know, I've, I've never felt so fulfilled. It's, yeah. That's cool. An awesome job. Um, and specifically kind of now just with the experiences I had through my teens and my twenties and just the way things are going, like, you know, I mean, suicide is killing more men under 40 than anything else on the planet. So yep. Just that focus on men's mental health that we need to kind of end stigma, talk about it more, be more honest yep. about it. Um, and it, it, I really like the fact that I am in a field where I can make a difference in that little section. Yeah, for sure. Me too. I, um, I, I think it's, well, I mean, for me, mental health come on my radar about five or six years ago. Um, when I just realized I wasn't happy, <laughs> simple as that. I wasn't, I mean, I, I was, there was a, you know, some relationships fell by the wayside because of um, me. Um, I, I think I hadn't dealt with a couple of things and it's something I'm going to have to work on. I think forever, like I've, most people should like it's, I don't, I think it comes, or I can think of a few women that it comes quite naturally to. They seem to be happy in any case. They seem to do their, do the things required, whether they know it or not. It's not like it's an issue that they don't have to think about doing it. Um, whereas I can think of a few guys off the top of my head that would benefit from understanding when they're happy, when they're not happy, what they're doing. And it took me ages and I still only probably not, I've not nailed it hundred percent of the time. I know if I think about why I'm unhappy it's because I'm doing things like procrastinating that stresses me out. Like I'm, I just, I procrastinate, I get pissed off. I procrastinate more. Um, I'm often not training. Um, there's, there's a bunch of stuff and it's never been, I'd never want to say, you know, that jumping off the bridge has been on my, uh, on my to-do list, but, um, it's it that happiness thing is it could slowly get you down grind you down i think and it it'd be a, a big step from that to taking a, a horrible step like a like suicide but you never i've, I've never I'm, it might be on it might have been on the cards if i'd have not addressed it you know uh, well that's just it who knows you know it's it's i mean the numbers are startling and even you know every step between where you can get to and that step is like men are sort of trained from a young age. You know, you've got to man up. Showing yes. emotion is not yeah. manly. Yeah. All that, all that bollocks that we're yeah. raised with. It's just, it's, we're creating these like time bombs. Yeah. It's, it's, I mean, if you think about it logically, it's just, it makes no sense. Like why? <laughs> yeah, not, I why mean, is a five-year-old boy not supposed to cry if he loses his frisbee? In any, in any, you know, exactly, yeah, exactly. In a, any more or less so than a than a five-year-old girl, but we say exactly. that you know it's fine, for, or it's less, it's less stigmatized for. I mean, I remember people don't cry. People are looking. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? That people, you're making, you're making a scene, Tim. You, you know, 
you're making a scene yeah. people are looking I remember that on holiday I remember it you know and even now I I've got a good relationship with my dad but I think it um it's definitely a you know we did wasn't a particularly sporty sort of dad and father son relationship but a um a work we did work together I think we were better but when when I was an able-bodied guy able to push a wheelbarrow <laughs> we had a better relationship because we'd do shit together you know that uh, mm-hmm. that only came about when I was probably whatever 12 years old and I could do things with him that he felt was stuff he was teaching me and he was teaching me but it was all that it was very rarely a sit down and even a beer like I don't I'm not a, I'm not a drinker with my dad not not like some of my mates that I know um, and I think all that can add up to ultimately thinking that you can't express emotion right mm-hmm which you kind of should be able to. I've got mates that I can with and I've got mates that I wouldn't with. I wouldn't say I can't with, but I've got mates that, uh, that I, I can with. And definitely I know that if I'm going out for a beer with them, I'm much more likely to have a chat about how things are going in around more intimate subjects than the footy. Not that I'm a footy fan, but, uh, you know, what, what, what did you watch on telly last night, you know? Yeah, no, I get you. And it's, and we're, you know, we're not far off being the same age. And it's like that kind of, I mean, let's face it, sort of that sort of homophobic, manly, macho man kind of yeah. thing when we were, when you're eight, nine, ten, right into your teens. It's, it's just that generation. But the difference, I feel like us kind of like Generation X, back end, millennial, kind of older end. Yeah. It's on us to change that because we've kind of seen the difference and be like, wait a minute, this is bullshit. Seen the two sides of it, yeah. We've seen the kids. Yeah. We see the kids now that are absolutely much more on point, and our and our parents are, are less, much less. So, in fact, I could, yeah, I've, uh, yeah, I've had a conversation around that topic recently with an older guy that's in my life. But <laughs> yeah, he's. Uh, I just had to explain to him a few things about the generation that's coming up behind me, not necessarily because I'm coming up behind him. You know, my, 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 my mum's my mom's partner. And the, the, one of the tricky things is, is the nicest guy, most loving, giving, brilliant guy you could meet. But he has some, um, he has some issues with certain aspects of society that I'm like, mate, you've got to get rid of these. This isn't, you know, you're a nice guy. I need to explain to you why this is okay. And this isn't okay, you know. And that's, I mean, I think that's, the most important thing i mean I, I i get a bit frustrated sometimes with people because you know they don't want to call out whatever bigotry it is they're encountering from their uncle or their cousin or whatever because it's going to ruin sunday lunch yeah it's like no man it's it's really kind of about time that we all just called this shit out wherever we see yeah it. yeah yeah well it's quite funny i'll tell you that as soon as we've got onto it and i don't think they'll ever listen but Mick, if we you do hear it? this even if you do this <laughs> Mick, if you hear this second hand i think you're fucking great um it was about uh that why you shouldn't call somebody gay as a negative as, as a slur and he said to me he told me that to be called a bastard when he was growing up as a kid was a slur a negative slur and i was mind blown i was like really what so that's a that's a that'd be like maybe me 10 years ago calling someone gay as a, as a, as a negative, as a, as a thing. And then it took me a, um, a while, I think, 
for to just call an, an inanimate object might be gay to me because it was pissing me off. That's, and I was like, what, what? And then somebody explained, it was like, you can't do that. I was like, well, I don't mean it's gay. It's not hom homosexual. <laughs> I said, it's just pissing me off. Yeah, but then you're attaching somebody, a person, a thing, a thing that somebody is to a negative, to a negative. I was like, okay, I'll stop doing that. And I stopped overnight. Um, and I said, I said, I hope that we had a, there was a young, um, my nephew was there and I said, yeah, he was only two. And I said, um, I hope that when he's my age, he's as mind blown by the word gay being a, uh, a slur as I am the word bastard being a slur 50 years ago. Right. Do you know what I mean? I hope yeah. that he's as mind blown because I just want him to grow up seeing it as normal because back to suicide and mental health, why should anyone have to go through their life thinking about maybe taking their own life um, because of something that they are? Why should it be stigmatized constantly, you know, without us even 100%. thinking about it? 100%. And like, you know, and I have no idea how we ended up here. This no, we'll get back on track in a minute. Mental health, mate, is why I care about. Yeah, like uh, the, you know, suicide rates for men are alarmingly high in the LGBTQ community like alarmingly high as well yeah and and that's the thing i feel like at our age we can see why because when i was 11 12 13 i saw it i you know i partook in it because i didn't know any better like is what but i was getting at with myself you kind of you clock you, you you grow up you you find out you stop you're apologetic yeah. whatever but yeah it's you're absolutely right like we shouldn't be demeaning people in the way that we use these labels like it's just yeah. it's nonsense i suppose exactly I sound, I sound a bit like a yoga teacher in california right now don't i <laughs> <laughs> um what i'll say is why we got let's just retract back to why we got onto it we got onto it because of mental health men's suicide men getting into yoga therefore um i'm not yoga in it as much as i should at the moment from a physical point of view but i am doing physical stuff for my body body's health my mental health side of things at the minute is taking 15 to 20 minutes a day I think I need the structure. I need someone in front of me. I need somebody talking to me. So I've got an app by a guy. This is a bit bro-y. Um, <laughs> yeah, by uh, a guy called Wim Hof, who um, oh, yes. people, people might have heard of. He's been on a few big podcasts recently. He's a legend. Yes. Uh, a bit of a nutcase, but I, I quite like his guided, med guided meditations, guided breathing on his app, which is cool. It's um, a series of breathing techniques followed and, and at the end of three or four minutes, it's a, a breath hold, repeat four times. And that for me as a, as a gym trainer works and I, I try not to set myself the goal of a two minute breath hold every time because I think that's not what it's about. But just having that five, uh, you know, 15 to 20 minutes of time to yourself and to think about, you can't think about anything but your breathing when you're breathing, right? I mean, we've all just started thinking about our breathing right now just listening to me talking about breathing, which is what happens in a yoga class, right? Correct me if I'm wrong. I'm, I'm not a great yogi, but I'm well, this is what I was going to say. Breathing, you, right? you said, um, well, you actually said you're not doing as much yoga as you should. So I'm going to jump in and say, don't should on yourself. Good, good point. Um, but you were, taught, you were saying, I'm not doing yoga. I'm doing these breathing techniques. It's like, well, if you're focused on your breath, if you're meditating on your breath, you, you're doing yoga. Cool. Right. So yeah, you know, yes, yes, yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. And that's it's. So yoga is like everyone thinks of it as warrior one and triangle, all that, all the poses, right? And that's they're all fairly modern. Like this is a five thousand year old practice, 
that you know is primary the whole like the entire reason yoga exists is to calm down your mind like the idea is that our mind is the lens that we see our reality through and it gets very easily clouded so we don't see things clearly so the practice of yoga is supposed to clear the mind so we see our reality clearly and we make decisions that lead us in the direction of joy and not in the direction of suffering like that's what it boils down to and like focused breathing is a huge part of the practice you could if you sit and focus on your breath you are doing yoga if you do all the poses like every single pose in the entire yoga catalog but you're not focused on your breathing then really you're not doing yoga you're just doing doing some kind of calisthenics yeah yeah you're doing exercise and it's actually the it's a few um calisthenics kind of uh, sort of Instagram people I follow that slowly weeded me on to yoga actually. So if, if you are a guy, let's take it, let's say guys, if you are guys following some of the people that I'm friends with school of calisthenics and a few of the other people that are doing amazing stuff physically and that interests you, then go and try a yoga class, man. It's, it's they're, they're, they, they, they sit, they're peas in a pod. They're pretty much the same thing except that there's this additional mental health benefit, relaxation benefit. I think it's, I think it's, I think you should go guys, if you're listening to this, even if it means you have to leave my training program for a week or two, go and try yourself a yoga session because it's, uh, it, it, it's fantastic. It's, it's, and like we just said, then it's not, it's not an easy way of training. It's you're going to get a sweat on. You're going to improve the shape of your body if that's what's uh, if that's a, a target of yours. It's fantastic. Yeah. And it's I mean the broy section of my life. Right, I love to play poker. So I've got right. a bunch of poker guys, and that's like my broy my broy uh, time. And a couple of them have come to some of my classes. You know, they'll give it the whole like, oh yeah, I'll come have a little stretch, meet some girls. <laughs> And it's just always fun, you know, yeah. one kicking their asses yeah, and then hearing about it the next day, how they're like, did you hit me with a truck while we were doing that <laughs> class? Cause I can't, yeah. yeah, no, you can't mate. <laughs> and I so. felt uh, the first time I felt, it just took me back to my first class or two. I say first class six months ago was the first time I got into it, but having been in the fitness industry for 15 years or more, I have done the odd class here and there. Um, and probably for a similar reason to those guys that it was just to, oh, I, oh, I know that instructor. I like, I like that instructor. I'm definitely going to go and see and I can spend a bit more time with her. Um, and then, yeah, she'd kick my ass. And, but no, in the, it was six months ago when I did my first class, very, I felt incompetent, which is annoying for someone who's been a fitness trainer for so long, a personal trainer for so long, lifted weights for so long. And I felt absolutely unable to do a physical thing. And I was like that, this can't be, I need, I need to be able to do these things. I need to be able to do the wheel. I need to be able to do a single leg a sort of hold in a warrior three is that one. I don't know. Um, the, the, those kind of things just um, really hit me. And I think for a certain mindset of guy that's not worried about looking, what, worried about what it looks like to the bros around him would realize that he was maybe not so good at the physical things that he, he, he'd like to be good at. If that's the kind of thing that, greats on you which is me um you'd get addicted and you'd be there two three times a week i promise 
Yeah. And then you'd practice long enough to get over all that bullshit because none of it matters. None of it matters, <laughs> which is the next thing you learn. It, yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's just, which is the next thing you learn is that it doesn't matter. You're still doing it. I used to be annoyed. That I knew that my leg wasn't straight or that my hips wasn't in the right position. And then when somebody pointed out to me that it actually doesn't matter, I was much more comfortable being in that yoga class, you know? Yeah. I got lucky really early on. One of my first classes I was like looking around the room being like, how the fuck did I get here? I'm terrible at this. And I, <laughs> maybe the teacher noticed and was just like, don't compare yourself to anyone else. Don't even compare yourself to yourself last time you were on the mat. And it Great just point. stuck. Like it just yeah. kept, it stayed with me and it really helped me kind of get through those initial, that initial month where I was like, you know, I, I've played football my whole life. My hips are concrete. <laughs> yeah yeah I, you know I, when you you fold forward first month or so you fold forward and they're like inhale come halfway up and i'm like i've only folded forward an inch mate i can't get any deeper <laughs> there's no half. Talking about there's no half of this. yeah yeah exactly yeah. um brilliant i think that's been a great uh great chat around yoga is there anything else you want to point out mate i know you've uh you obviously you're instructing over there in in california um anything you want to plug get into i'll i'll tag your yoga stuff in this when uh, when i put it out yeah i mean you know i'm anyone who's curious about yoga therapy in particular kind of how we work how we can help people um dm me hit me up like i'm really happy to spread this stuff to talk to people about it it's it's incredible i mean it's completely changed my life and you've got a couple of guided meditations on it. instagram and stuff over the last few yeah, weeks got, right yeah, I started sharing stuff when we all got locked down. I think two weeks altogether, there was like, there's some breath work, some meditation, some movement, really simple stuff just to kind of help people get through the day. Cool. Um, so check it out. Drop me a line. Yeah. Nice. Uh, yes, that's been great, man. I'll You stay on the line. I'll say goodbye to the podcast listeners now. Guys, this is uh, me, Tim College, and Coffee with Coaches saying goodbye to Ali. See you later, mate. Thanks for being on the podcast. Stay online, but I'm just going to press stop recording about now.